VFAM, I am back and so excited to share this long overdue episode with the legend, Tom, a.k.a. Teejer, from Teejer Collector's Corner. Tom is a beloved VFriends card streamer, host of the Collector's Corner, and first ever community member to be featured in VFriends Behind the PFP. In our conversation, Tom and I jam on his journey of leaving his 9-to-5 to open his own unique business, one that actually allows him to get paid to treasure hunt and flip. We also get into Tom's origin story, coming into VFriends, and ultimately what led him to start streaming VFriends Cards Breaks. We also relive some of Tom's early, unforgettable streams back in June of 2023 when Gary came in the chat and created some unbelievable core memories to kick off what we now know as Cardboard Summer. Tom is an unbelievably funny, humble, and genuine guy, and one that I'm proud to align myself with as a VFan brother. As a warning, some of the audio is not aligned, uh, so I promise I did not cut off Tom as badly as it appears, but without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. I understand what people may think, but listen, Discord is unbelievable. Again, back to the community I built, it's just kind. It's, you know, it's nice, it's thoughtful. Tons of moves, learning, unbelievable OGs coming in and helping. And that is a game changer. Our grandparents did not have this. That to me excites me. I mean, I've spent the last 12 years building Gary Vee. I want this to be my Harry Potter, my Pokemon, my Smurfs. Like, this is a very big ambition for me. I will spend the rest of my life building this intellectual property. You are now listening to the V-Fan Sessions Podcast with your host, That's how I work. That's how I work. Mr. Messer. Oh yeah. Subscribe, like. Fam, what's up? We are back with another episode of the VFAM Sessions. I am super, super stoked to have uh, Mr. Tom Teeger on the pod, uh, one of the hottest names right now in the space. Um, Tom, how are you, bud? I'm good. I don't know about all that, but I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. You're not the only one excited. I was happy you asked me. Um, so, so much. It's crazy because I was looking back in the feed like you've had a really big month here. June has been like obviously the weeks always fly by. I know you have kids. I have kids. And the, the days and weeks just go. But man, like when I look back to like when when was this stream? When was that stream? Like it's all happened. We're recording this on June 30th, 2023. Like a lot's happened in June, um, which I, I want to get to. But before uh, let's let's quickly take a step back and just if you don't mind giving us the, the TLDR on Tom, like give us the, you know, who, who is Tom uh, prior to V friends ever being a thing? Give us the, the one to two minute clip notes. Sure. Uh, proud husband and father of two uh, kids, five and three uh, son and daughter. I um, own a business. I own a crime scene cleanup franchise where we clean up crime scenes and trauma scenes as well as any other biohazard and uh that includes hoarding situations so a lot of decluttering and and just anything gross that no one in their right mind would want to clean up is what we do um so so that's as far as professional life personal life that's what i do um you know before that i had been in sales for 10 years um so one of the big things that I like to talk about uh, is 
you know, the transition of trading in comfort and the, you know, facade of safety of uh, your nine to five job and trading that in for a passion and business. Um, five years ago was when I made that transition from sitting in a cubicle and doing sales into owning a business. So um, that's something that I've always been interested in and, you know, is still something I have carried on today. So, um, you know, I was in sales for 10 years, started off at the New York Jets um, when they were transitioning stadiums and then worked in finance in New York City, then got recruited for a position down in Pennsylvania uh, outside of Philly. And that's where I currently reside today still. Amazing. Uh, I heard the Jets thing at school. So are you a Jets fan? I am. So I, you know, from New York, born and raised in Long Island, um, lived there until I went to college in Baltimore. And then I never really moved back. I moved from Baltimore. Uh, there was maybe a couple months there uh, back at home, but then I got the job at the Jets uh, because someone at the Jets went to Loyola College of Maryland, which is where I went. And there was a job posted for a couple hours and my wonderful wife saw that posting. And so I quick ran and applied to it. Um, and yeah, so grew up, uh, you know, dad's a Jets fan, but also I'm surrounded by Giants fans. I'm not the guy that's like Jets down with the Giants. I actually like, if they're not playing each other, I'll root for both teams. I know that's sounds politically correct. It's not for that reason. I genuinely um, like them, but I'm definitely 100% more a Jets fan. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, over the years became a Jets guy before I grew up in Connecticut. So it's, it's Pats or Giants with a little bit of Jets in there uh, and a little bit of Bills. But I I did not – all my friends were Giants-Yankees. I was a Mets guy first, uh, and I, I always rooted for the Jets, like Curtis Martin, the Pennington days. Uh, but it wasn't until I, I was a big Favre guy, and it wasn't until that happened where I was like, all right, you know what, I'm, I'm, I can't play this game anymore. Like, I need a hometown team. Like, I'm going with the Jets. So it's been a few years. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've been str struggling with them. Well, you definitely made the right decision. I know it doesn't seem that way if Pats, if Pats versus Jets. Um, but I think you made the right decision. And that was an exciting time when Favre, when Favre joined. Oh, totally. And we're reliving it right now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, not even just like the caliber of player, but also from Green Bay, which is funny. Um I worked there during the two AFC championship runs with the Sanchez years. That's those are the two. That was, so that it. was I super mean, exciting. What more exciting of a, of a run? I mean, yeah, that was everything. I hope, I hope that I can't I <laughs> say that in, in four years, but hopefully that's not true. That, that, <laughs> right. was, a, that was the right, pinnacle. Right, right. Real quick, before we get into the friends land, your, your current job is, is so unique. How did you fall into that? It's not every day you, you meet someone that does, uh, crime scene cleanups, hoarding situations. I'm, I'm very curious how you stumbled into that. Yeah, um, I, I just, I was, like I mentioned, I got recruited to come down to rural, you know, suburban Pennsylvania, uh, outside Philly, to launch an inside sales department for a payroll company, which I think might be the most boring uh, sentence ever said, that I'm a, pay, I'm a sales manager for a payroll company. But 
Um, it was an opportunity. I'd been in sales for 10 years or six years at that time and managing a sales team for two. So when I got the opportunity to launch my own department for a company that didn't have any inside sales team, owner was kind of old school, didn't think you could do business over the phone. Um, I knew I could. So I uh, started there uh, with two people. We grew the team to about 25, ended up being the most successful um, single sales team. With the caveat, I won't take all that credit, obviously, but we covered 70% of the country. So once it became more accessible to all the areas that we didn't have offices across the country, um, it was not that difficult to obtain clients. So, but because it was going so well, um, they wanted to keep expanding and keep growing and we added lead generation teams. So. Not to keep going deep into that because I ended up leaving there after four years of building that team. My reward for doing so was being assigned a boss that um, didn't see eye to eye with, made some major changes um, and to the point where I was not happy. And I'll leave it at that. So I just started thinking, what else do I do? I started looking for jobs elsewhere and every job just seemed the same. I looked at the life or, you know, work trajectory of a sales manager and, you know, no disrespect at all, but I saw like 56 year olds um, sales managers doing the exact thing that I was doing at 28 years old. So I was just like, I don't wanna be, you know, hoping to get a minor increase in pay every year until I price myself out at 50 where they can cut me, hire a 28 year old for half the, the salary. And then I'm a 50 something year old man who's not saved enough and ready for retirement. And now all I have is, you know, mid-level management experience and probably have to go back to being a salesperson. Um, where you're on the phones or out in the field. And I just didn't like the way it looked. Plus it really isn't that fun. I, I mean, I enjoy the people I work with, but um, I didn't want that. Um, I've always had aspirations of doing my own thing. And at, with my 10 years of sales experience, I was like, I think I can sell anything as long as I believe in it and have conviction in it. So I started just looking up existing businesses. I had a wife, uh, have a wife, um, but at the time, I was 30 years old at, at the time, um, was married, owned a house, and my wife was pregnant with our first kid. So high stakes to just want to make a decision. It was also the only income in our family because my wife, the year prior, wasn't happy with her position. I was like, go do your own thing. I can support us with my salary. And now I'm talking about leaving. So I just started, I hit a website um, called bizbysell.com and, and started looking at existing businesses that had an existing cash flow that I could take and, you know, kind of throw gasoline on the fire and, and, you know, take it and try to grow it. But if nothing else, step in and there's existing money. And I was looking and looking and looking. I, the thing that intrigued me the most, and, and I mentioned the checklist, right? I've said it a few times. Um, if I was going to buy a business, it needed to be something that, uh, again, I believed in and had conviction and wanted fulfillment. That was the number one thing. I was so unfulfilled. It was so unrewarding um, at my job. I wanted something that helped people. That's what makes me feel fulfilled. So, you know, that was, I looked at home healthcare companies, 
you know, um, health aid, you know, dispatch company, like all these different things. And then I, I came across a listing that said helping trauma victims. So I clicked it. It was very vague. It ended up being a franchise broker who, who put that posting up. I talked to her, um, Jessica changed my life. Uh, she said, if you're interested, and I wasn't thinking franchise because I didn't want to start something, but a franchise is kind of like an in-between, right? Because while it's starting a new business, there's a business plan. There's, you know, it's proven track record, all that. At the time, there was zero failed franchises in the company. It had a 100% success rate. She said, I represent hundreds of franchise, hundreds of franchises, and this is the only one that I own. And I was like, wow, that's a powerful statement. So she goes, but it's all, it's not for the faint of heart. So now I'm someone who has barely used power tools. I didn't know this industry existed. I asked other people to go kill spiders for me. And yet <laughs> uh, it intrigued me so much. And, and I didn't want a knee jerk reaction into something, a major decision. So I kept looking for maybe another two weeks for something else and everything was just colorless. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And, you know, when they said crime and trauma scene cleaning, I'm like, that's got a pool factor. It checked all the boxes, right? It was fulfilling because it helped people. It, um, I could run it from home. I'm in my basement, right? This is my office. Um, it, it's, uh, I can run it from home, flexible. You know, I run the schedule, low overhead, high margins. It's not a high volume business. Um, but you know, it's kind of like quality over quantity. So, you know, the margins are high because it's not a volume business. And I liked everything I heard about it. And then a checkbox that I didn't even know existed, um, was that we cleaned hoarders houses and as a garage sale enthusiast and thrifter, uh, my whole life. You know, I was the kid that sold airheads, yeah. 25 oh, cents, yeah. five for a dollar from the price club pack. Yeah. Um, and I sold fishing lures a lot on the, on the school bus on the way to school. Um, I was like, wait a second, I can have access to people's stuff before it ever hits a driveway. Not only that, I get it. I can get it for free. And not only that, I can get paid thousands of dollars to do it. So didn't, didn't even know that checkbox existed. And I was like, that's it. Uh, this was made for me. So um, that's kind of how I found it and fell into it and made the decision that this is what I, my first step out of corporate America into owning my own thing. This was, um, that's amazing. And how long has it been me, um, making that, that leap? It's, it'll be five years, August 2nd that I, had my first job and my AdWords went live. Technically I've owned it for over five years because I went through training in June of 2018 and like committed to buying Amazing. it. Amazing. Like, well, congratulations. Cause that's, you know, that's a long time. Um, we launched that's a real long time in, in business world. And I mean, there's so much, there's so many layers to that. Uh, you know, you have yeah. the foresight to, to look ahead and play out the chess moves of where you are going to be financially, emotionally, whatever, if you, stuck with the status quo uh and then just take like from someone that has taken that leap uh and i'm, I'm still really finding like my um because uh, there's a lot of similarities not only on the the home front but just the the aspirations to, to build something to have something um 
it, it's it's not easy when you have mouths to feed. Uh, it's a lot easier when you're you know you're 25, and uh, you know it, whatever it is, it is like. So you you said it perfectly. Stakes are high. You're right. Yeah, no no doubt. And yeah, yeah. But you know what? That pressure that 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 pressure I think um, drives me rather than consumes me. Sir, sure, there's plenty of times where I'm like, "What did I do? This was a mistake." What do you know? Everyone's gonna go through that, especially when it's like. It's your livelihood. It's the only income in your vet. Like there's plenty of days you lose mm-hmm. a big job and it's like, oh no, what am I going to do this month? You know, and it's streaky. There were some months I feel like yeah. I should go buy a boat. So and then there are you, months where I'm I, mean, like, I can't imagine uh, that there's a lot really of competition <laughs> for what you're doing. Are, are they calling you? Are you like, I don't want to say an ambulance chaser. Do you need to have your, your ear to the streets and, and jump on opportunities? Um, so yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, there are, there is competition. Now there's very few direct competitors. I am not a restoration company that does like fire and floods, but those types of companies, um, do biohazard, but it's not what they want. Mm. You know, I network to them. I look at them as an opportunity to actually market to, which I think is not, something a lot of people do who own the business that I have. Um, they look at them as competitors and keep my distance and try to like, look at them. First of all, I never really look at competitors. It just doesn't interest me. If there's not an opportunity for me um, or a way I can, you know, network or market to them, I don't really consume my time with um, what are they doing? And, you know, why are they doing better or not? I don't even know. So, um, you know, those big companies, from what I understand, you know, they're preferred vendors with um, insurance companies. So a lot of people don't know this. If there is uh, an unfortunate situation, a homicide, a suicide, an undiscovered death or decom situation, that is an event that is covered under home insurance. Now, there's there is exclusions, but it's included in every home policy. Um, and I mentioned that as an important piece because. A lot of people don't know that because why would you, right? But if you own a home and you have home insurance, 90% plus uh, chance that you have this coverage because they cover events. And that is one. Now, hoarding, completely different animal. That's not an event. That's something that builds up over 30 years. So not insurance covered. But um, so they have, they are the preferred vendors for these big insurance companies. They want the $50,000, water and fire jobs biohazard is not even close to those numbers um so they'll do it out of the relationship respect to their preferred vendor but from what i learned is that no one no one in that industry really likes it because when it comes to that stuff machines are doing most of the work you know uh dehumidifiers or air purifiers air scrubbers that type of thing they just move machines around and do demo right this is laborious, tedious scrubbing, cleaning, and it's gross, right? And you have to wear a hazmat suit and some respirators and, and PPE. So I'll go to them and be like, listen, you don't want to do it. And you want the big value numbers. I don't do that. I live in my Makes small t- niche. Sense. Subcontract me. And that's what has worked as well. Um, so there's not a lot of, there's a couple competitors that do exactly what I do. Um, in at least 
in my area, there's like two or three. Uh, this, is, this is fascinating. Um, I, I didn't I, I didn't have to go down a rabbit hole and do hours just on this. But before before we pivot, before we pivot, give us your give us a memorable flipper find <laughs> from that you found. Oh yeah, no problem. So uh, the very first hoarding job I did, I'll give you two. Um, the very first hoarding job, three actually. The first job I did, uh, hoarding job, the guy, he owned an apartment. He rented it to his aunt. His aunt passed away. She was a hoarder. He goes, listen, I literally don't care what's in here. I want it all gone. I'm selling this place. Like, pull up the carpets, get rid of everything. He was like, keep what you want. I always get permission. I have to say that because I don't want anyone to think that I'm taking someone's mm-hmm. stuff, you know, hiding it. 90% of the time, people are there seeing what we're doing. And I run it by them and they're like, throw it out. And I'm like listen, we, I could use this. It can be resold. Are you sure? And they're like, yes. They're like, if you want to do it, do it. So I just want to throw out that disclaimer. Anyway, he didn't want to see anything. He goes, keep what you want. I don't care. Throw it all out. Um, there was a bunch of stuff that was resellable. Uh, I probably took like 500 dolls because she had a doll collection. I ended up selling for, you know, five, 600 bucks. That was my first flip from anything. But the best thing I found in there was a mint on card, full set of Mego 1977 Star Trek dolls. Um, uh, they were four out of the six set were, didn't even, weren't hole punched. Unfortunately, the two that were, were um, wow. Spock and Kirk. So unfortunately the two most valuable ones were, but it's still, it still sold for like a grand. Um, so that was exciting. The biggest one was I did a house um, that had a lot of toys and I saw boxes in the basement, you know, cobweb spider infested basement and there was boxes bins with like thundercats written on it he-man ninja turtles right and that's me i love that stuff so i'm super excited also plushes galore that were protected so you know disney any ip i'm like take them take them take them right they didn't want anything in the basement um there was a box that was unmarked that had a toy in it that was about this size uh, I don't know if people are going to be able to see this video, but it's about, you, you know, I would say, you know, bread box or whatever the, the thing. So it, it was, uh, it looked older, you know, 80s, 90s, early enough, and you push the tail in, it looked like a little alligator. You push the tail in, the mouth opened, and a tongue came rolling out, and that was it. But it was in good condition. Um, I was almost like, what is this, right? Because it wasn't in one of the IP uh, boxes that sure. I saw. And... Just how I do it on the scene. I don't like want to take up. all day because I could spend. Yeah, and you're suited up, straight, right? Like you're in all your you gear. Know, uh, what's it? Google lensing and eBay sold listings. Throw it in the truck. We'll look at it later. And I'm like a kid on Christmas morning when I'm doing it. I'm giddy. I want to do that, but the job needs to get done. Um, I'm going through all the things. He-Man bins probably worth like 600 bucks. Ninja Turtles is a couple hundred bucks. The Thundercats is another 500, plus a ton of video games, which is one of my favorite things. It's the easiest thing to flip, media mail, all of that. It's great. I looked this up, and I didn't know what it was. So Google Lens, you know, will identify it. It's called the Tungasaurus and is actually a uh, Thundercats character. Recent comps of sold. There was none listed. And only one in the recent sold for thirty six hundred bucks. Ours was in better condition, so wow. we listed it for like four grand. We got an offer, 
within an hour for like thirty-seven fifty and sold it. Um, and that was my favorite flip. And I don't know, you know, flip implies that you buy it and then flip it. This is, I don't know what to call it, but um, that was my favorite one. And then yeah. the last one I'll mention is I get a Makes lot of like sense. QVC HSN addicts that just order. I have a storage unit filled to the brim of sealed boxes. I don't even know what's in half of them because they're in cardboard boxes. I haven't opened them. It's all gadgets. Nothing is high value, but the sheer volume of it <laughs> has given me an opportunity to collab with another V friend. Shout out to Floss Boys. Um, to Floss. He lives about 45 minutes from me. He's out there flipping. I love that guy. Um, and we, I saw him mug life flipping. So I hit him up. I'm like, you are close to me. Do you want to collab on this? I'll give you free inventory. You list it, ship it, oh, I you love know, that. all of that. He has act, you know, we created a bank I love account, that. created an eBay page. Oh, that's um, amazing. And, and that's, that's, I mean, those are, that's just, uh, my juices, but to, to be able to, to hunt like that, but be getting paid to, to do it. Like that's all, that's all time. That's right. Yeah, you know, I I, talk, I love, I, you know, networking with other flippers. If I see someone flipping, I'll DM and be like, hey, let's chat. And I actually can't believe I didn't even say it. Um, my biggest flip is not the Tungasaurus. Um, I actually, one of the hoarder uh, houses that I did was clearing it out. I mean, it's not a cheap service. This one was going to be about 15 grand to clear out this house, right? Very, very bad shape. And the person who lived there, um, was in the hospital, couldn't come back to the house, the si had no money, the siblings were stepping up to pay for it. And then I said, how about this? Don't pay me a, ch a check for 15 grand. I had to partner with someone. I was like, we'll write you a check and buy the house. With the stuff in it, I'll pull out anything you want to keep uh, still so that you can keep it. Leave the stuff in there. We'll just deduct that sure. 15 grand off the buy price of the value of the house. And they were like, done, because we were going to sell it anyway. And then um, through a friend of mine that I collabed with on that, who is a house flipper, he did all the renovate, you know, arranged all the renovations, the new roof, the landscape, everything. And then we flipped that house. That's um, gold. Amazing, amazing. So, well, uh, me, that, that, that makes me so happy to, to, to hear that you, you found it something that checks so many boxes. Um, fantastic. Uh, P.S. And I'll probably talk to you more at length off the record, but I, I bounce around from niche to niche, but I, I'm, I really caught the VHS bug specifically sealed. So keep me in mind if you ever see any of that, because uh, I'd love I'd love to play. Yeah, sealed. I do get that. Yeah, I have I have a sealed Blade Runner. Um, I have sealed Disney, which didn't go. I thought, you know, I know Disney VHSs were wildly oversaturated and they're not worth much, but yeah. I thought sealed ones might. Um, but not really, like a Peter Pan, Fantasia, like they're grading them now. Maybe. So I mean, that's um, that's like $100 caused VHS thing, um, I have a, that. a real stir up. But anyway, uh, so speaking of yeah. all, all this flipping trash talk. When was the first time you heard the name Gary V? I heard of him for way before I started my business, um, but I did not follow him. And I didn't follow him heavily until 
I would until after I made the decision to buy my own business. I wish I was deep in this content earlier. I probably would have made that leap earlier. And I told him that at the bowling event. I was like, you know, um, I, I found him through. I actually started digging in because of trash talk, because of the flipping garage sale stuff. That's what caught my eye because that's what the algorithm was showing me. And then I saw trash talk and then I, it just kind of, you know, rabbit hole from there and I've never let go. So, um, you know, I, I completely missed wine library TV days and all that. That was completely unknown to me. So, um, that I would say it was probably 2018, 2019. Um, maybe it was like while I already committed or something like that, that's when it was. But, and then, you know, it was deep enough that he had my trust. Um, so that when he announced V friends and NFTs, I listened because I'm usually like as a physical flipper and collectible collectible guy. I don't know if I would have given it the same attention as I did to a digital collectible. Mm. I would have been the right click save side of it. Um, did you jump into the nineteen twenty? I found so when you were talking about sports cards, did you jump into that? I've never been into, I, I, I had sports cards when I was younger, but it was definitely more of my dad and brother's interest. I, listen, I love sports, but I just, I've never <laughs> been the obsessive fan where I'm like, oh, you know, 1980, the coach was this, his blood type was O, and, you know, he, I just like, it. I enjoy watching sports, but if I really logically think about sports it's completely an escape and you know when i had no jobs and i was super into fantasy football because i can gamble and make money and and it was a competition when i'm not in the competition it's not as exciting to me even though it's you know the ultimate competition is you know those two teams but i'm not involved so what do i gain other than a few hours of entertainment watching sports so i i never got into sport card collector um i i follow the trend of like knowing if it's up or down sure. but i don't know a thing about them there's like and it's so overwhelming to me to think about all the different brands all the different players the different sports it's truly overwhelming to me and i i just don't have the interest to commit so much time to learning about it i did it with comic books which is very overwhelming as well but to me, I, you know, I liked the stories and I liked the, the, mm. the drawings. It makes a ton so, of sense. You know, I couldn't commit to another so, uh, super it, it's time. It's May 2021. 20, you have conviction in him enough to say, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this, how to get a MetaMask video. I'm going to look up what an NFT is. So you kind of learn uh, with, with a huge demographic of people in this community, you learned kind of as he was putting out that content. I did. So um, whenever Discord was, I never heard of Discord before. I joined it as soon as I did. I did create the wallet. Um, I had just, just started being open to crypto. So it was, you know, uh, the five years prior, I had heard of Bitcoin and never looked into it, um, nor did I have money to do anything with it. That's really what it was. Now I own my business where, you know, COVID is an awful thing that happened to the world. I don't, I, I, I'm uncomfortable saying it. It was very good for my disinfection business. So I was in a spot where I could 
contribute to, you know, a risky thing like crypto to immediately go right into NFT. I, it took me, it still took me, I did have conviction in Gary enough oh, to no. build a memory okay. by ETH and be ready. And I still didn't mint. I know, I know. I, I was a, let me see how it goes person. I watched the Dutch auction. I watched all of these ones go to the floor of the Dutch auction and sit there for a cup, you know, a day overnight. And then it sold out. And I'm like, okay, you know, it sold out. That's great. But it still all went down. And at the end of the yeah. day for a core, it was about 22, 2,300 bucks uh, for half an ETH. So I was like, I can't do it on this doodle. I just like, let me just analyze. That's unfortunately... But anyway, I, I was so obsessed of watching the trend of it. And back then it was so new to everyone that people, which no one does anymore, did an auction on OpenSea. And I threw in a bid, I think it was like four and a half ETH on a very rare gutsy gecko. And I got an email saying you won and I forgot I even put that bid in. So that was my very first NFT and very first V friend was a very rare gutsy go. And then I was hooked, right? So then I ended up as like, okay, I got one. I want another. And then it quickly became, I want a spectacular. And I found someone who had a particular gold catfish. And through negotiation, I traded that gecko plus an additional few ETH for a gold spectacular catfish that I am now known for. And um, then I that rolled into, all right, I do want another one. And I bought from the same guy, I bought a very rare courteous coyote. And then I bought a core capable caterpillar. Um, and uh, yeah, I still hold the catfish in the you caterpillar. You have the access I traded to use a spell and the, the bowling. Yeah, I, I wanted, I was a big bowler. I was on high school bowling team for five years. I was varsity in eighth grade. I was captain at the end. I was pretty good actually. And I still got it just that night at the bowling event, <laughs> that party bowling. They don't, they, uh, I don't want to excuses. And I want to hear Corso after this. So I will leave it, there. but it wasn't pretty. When Corso beats wow. a legit so bowling pro who was there, <laughs> you know, it's not right conditions. Anyway, yeah. That's no, fantastic. Yeah, Chelsea bowled in high school too. She's people who know what bowler. they're doing couldn't get it going um, on those lanes. Go ahead. So you obvious obviously you you drank the yeah. juice and you're you into collab, collecting. Man. Where what was your taste in the community? Were you popping into Discord all the time? Were you joining the spaces? Were you doing all of that? Mm. So early on, it was the clubhouse phase. I I did get the invite and I went in and I never participated in one. I, I would listen. I, I was in Discord. I was a lurker. I was never a social media person. I was never a put myself out there person. I was always in the shadows, watching, observing, but never, ever. Um, I would chat here and there, but, you know, only if I wanted to find something out. I had a question um, talked to big Dave about a hardware wallet, got my ledger, you know, like that type of thing. But it was never like, you know, ask me anything. I'm here to help. I, it just had the business that, you know, I was doing six, seven disinfection jobs a day, every day, um, for like a year and a half. So I couldn't 
do that. But, you know, if I was walking from downstairs to upstairs, I was on my phone looking at it. You know, every second I was obsessively looking just because it was moving um, so fast and I didn't want to miss. August um, 2021, Gary goes on stream all pretty much all day, QVC style, selling the shit out of what we now know as the 12 and a half book. Mm-hmm. He didn't put it out there in black and white, but he pretty much said there's going to be something good attached to this. Did you partake in book games? Did you? A hundred men still there. I was in, I mean, I had already, yeah, I, at that point I had, I bought the catfish, I think for nine ETH and I had an offer a month and a half later, I screenshot it for 32 and a half, which was 125 grand at the time. I was like, what, what am I, what am I risking here? You know, like uh, it's, it's a slam dunk. Now, obviously things are different now, but I, I still have conviction. I don't look at the floor price. I don't know what it is right now for spec or mm. I'm like done buying, although um, I would be interested in buying. I'm done you, thinking about selling. Did you score anything? Spe- did you get any of the specials? No. I got, the best thing I got was like a, maybe one neon, which is like, okay, which is good, which was good. It's the second highest rare, but nothing like massive. I, but I, the first couple days of book games, I had so much fun sniping stuff off the floor. You know, I got like a, an emerald off the yeah, floor and it flipped it right bananas. away for like, you know, 0.2, like it was all micro transactions, but there's no fees. So just keep going. I circulated, I bought, I think, so 196 books was, I think, 16 tokens. I bought and flipped. I basically sold all the ones that were, to me, in that early stage, what I thought was floor tokens, um, and then was buying anything I could, sniping as much as I could on high end to hold. And I think I ended up getting like like 25 when all said and done. Um, I brought the count up to about 25, which is a lot to some absolutely nothing to others. But to me, I was like, that's a very, that's heavy enough in it for me that I'm like, I'm good to chill. And I want to see what happens with the exchange. I wanted to see what happens with, um, you know, how it plays out. And I still absolutely love it. I don't watch it as much either because I'm on this card trend, but uh, yeah, I, I love yeah, I mean, it when it first came out. You know, 23 heavy for me because it was probably like branded books. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not jump change. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we moved through, obviously yeah. the, the market did what it did. Series two obviously was big. Um, and then in comes VCon, VCon one, did, were you there? So obviously we, we had nothing but, uh, you know, a list of speakers and some cool promo videos yes. and, and Gary pumping it up, but, you know, talk about your first experience there. Uh, it was a blast. I loved it. I looked forward to it. That's what that, you know, Conviction and Gary and VCon for three years was what made me like, okay, I'll take the leap. I want it. Um, you know, once I understood, I really understood NFTs just after the mint. You know what I mean? Like I understood it. Okay. It's a digital collectible. It's a digital asset. All of that, that can be backed up with utility. All of the, you know, all of the cliche, um, you know, buzzword things about it. Uh, I, I understood it and I was in, I was in. So um, I went with my cousin who I talked into. I actually split another core 
uh, Karen Camel with that he holds in his wallet. Um, <laughs> I convinced him to go halves on me so that he can come with me to VCon, even though I told him he could come anyway because I had multiple. Um, he wanted in. So we he came with me, and I enjoyed it so much. I loved meeting people, but I still am a lurker. I'm not let me go meet everyone I can. Mm. I, you know, had chances to go up to Jeremy and I was like, he doesn't want to meet me. You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. But I did meet some great people that I still talk to today and very much enjoy. I just, I felt like I wanted to do everything. So I was so overwhelmed the whole time. And I ended up finding myself in the um, flea market, probably the most. Um, The speakers, I didn't know who most of them were other than the, you know, the Snoop Dogs, the Pharrells, the, you know, that type of thing. Um, I had a blast, but I tried to do everything. And because of that, I feel like it took, you know, it ran me ragged and it, I feel like I couldn't do everything. And I felt bummed that I couldn't do everything because there were speakers at the same time and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, I knew I want to do this. I want to do that. And then I'm with my cousin. So he had what he wanted to do and we stuck together. So it was an absolute blast. I loved every second of it. However, I can say for certainty, I had a significantly better time this year um, at VCon because I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to, I, you know, I always ended up drifting back to the flea market in the first year. So I spent uh, most of my time in the Gary's garage sale section because I was one helping out Jane Lee. Um, cause I wanted to, I was like, please let me help you. Um, cause I, you know, I had some of the cards at the booth. So I, I loved being in that area. That's just where I feel comfortable. Go hearing, you know, uh, uh, an NFT project, uh, launcher was not as interesting to me at that time. It just, it would be me forcing it. And I tried to force myself to do all of that stuff the year prior and, Ended up being like, that wasn't worth it. I don't want to do that. You know, and I'm like, I would have rather have done this and felt some regret. I didn't have a single regret this year. I spent most of my time at the, that's, at the that's booth awesome. talking um, cards. I mean, that's, super there's, there's something for everyone there. Three um, speakers. And it, it sounds like, you know, second year of camp, as he says. So you knew you knew where you were headed right right off the bus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started streaming a little bit before then. So I was like, had a little bit of like, I'm a card guy. So card night was huge for me. I got asked to be in the Uno tournament. So that was exciting to me. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I knew I, I wanted and I personally I spent the time where I knew, I you know, I, I never, you know, we, we didn't, um, you know, we didn't have a VF one. I, I didn't win any spots. So I never really tasted the, the card culture. Um, didn't get a S1. Mm-hmm. I mean, VCon 1, I think the Series 1 were just coming out. Uh, you know, I remember seeing some there already slabbed. Um, but it wasn't until this VCon where I really hung out at some of the tables. Uh, I ended up staying w- with Lee in his house and, and, and got through osmosis, kind of learned more and really got it. I knew, of course, I knew all the characters. Like, I have a pulse of what's happening, but I never dug into that niche. Um, so it really pushed pushed me um and then in comes these these streams and you know cardboard summer but before we really go there when did you because you said you, you know you 
weren't into sports cars necessarily, but you are into comics and collectibles. When did you latch on to either the series one or the series two culture of, of this IP? Yeah, I, I tried hard, which I thought I tried hard to get one of the series one boxes. I put a bid in, like they ended up selling for 2150. I had my top bid was like 1900, but, and I put, two bids at that so that if I can, if it goes for that much, I would get two boxes. That's what I thought I was reaching. Right. And I was like, but I think it's going to be something. And so I didn't get any at the auction. Um, but I love collectibles like little, you know, I always was someone who collected, you know, the comics, the comic art, original art. So, you know, it's not, it's the sports part of it that I wasn't into, but, cards itself i was you know i did do the the pokemon when i was a kid and and it was when it was new and accessible and not overwhelming i stopped that in the childhood phase as well and now it's completely overwhelming i don't know that 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 ip you know the card world at all of of that or Yu-Gi-Oh or magic that all passed me by but um I was, I was, so series one, because they were expensive, I ended up buying a few on eBay early on, um, you know, loose ones, but I ended up buying a sealed box. I still have it from mm -hmm. someone who sold it to me. I got an insane price on it. It was very close to the mint price, well, the, the auction price. Um, this was a long time ago, so it wasn't even close to Cardboard Summer. When V2 came out, I think I minted, I got five spots from the book game selection and then i got three from the vf1s that i owned um and then i i got two of the new characters so i think i ended up getting nine or ten boxes total of the cards and i knew you know i was thinking about selling them but i'm like this is just too much fun and when they're free i'm just like you know let's open them and i had a blast i went on jeremy's stream to open a box, and that was the very first time I ever went on camera doing anything, and I had so much fun. Um, that was me meeting Jeremy. You know, he put out like something saying like, "If you have a box and you want to break, come on." And so I did that, and then I was hounding them. Hey, box break tonight. Hey, box break. And I started buying more boxes because I had so much fun. Right. So um, it's competing collect that gave me the 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 bite. Even though I dipped my toe in the uh, series one cards. It was a high price, you know. I was buying boxes for the same price as I could buy one core card. So I'm like, I'd rather have more fun. And I, Jeremy was like, No, I'm not streaming tonight. No, I'm not streaming tonight. Uh, but I was. That's when I started getting involved in in Discord, and then I met a bunch of the OG competing collect card collectors, and and then we started our own like little group chat. And then I was like. I would record myself doing openings because I wanted to do them so much and no one was streaming. So I started recording it and then just, you know, texting those guys or, or posting, you know, my polls. And then I'm like, I, this is annoying. Like editing is annoying. Do you guys, if I went live and learned how to do this, will you guys watch it? And so it was really started for just the five or six other card people. So you made this and then, decision. You know, I think it was, it when was your first actual stream? End of May, correct? Some, from sometime in May? So, yeah, it was it was definitely well. No, I did stream before VCon, so maybe like April is when I did my first stream for five or six people. Um, 
of the card guys that I'm just like, it's easier if you just come Twitch route, you know, I had the camera already. And, and so I'm like, I'll just do it live and it might be fun. And I learned something new. Right. And then the next time I would do it and now I can control when I do it. Right. Because I was like always asking for other people to stream so I can come on and now I'm doing it. I'm like super into it. So I'm like, Hey, another break tonight. Hey, another break tonight. And I would just do one box. It would be like a half an hour and that was it. And then, um, I went from like six to like 10 to like 15 and, and, you know, it just slowly grew, um, as I was doing it, then Josh, you know, I don't know who did it first. Josh might've mm. done it first. I really don't remember, but it was around the same time. And cause he's one of the six people that were in my stream. So that, you know, it just kind of kept going and people were tweeting. And then I was just like, Hey, I'm going to go live. If anyone out in V friendly, and then I would get like 15 and 20 and then, VCon happened and people were like, teacher. And I'm like, yeah. And now I, you know, didn't know who they were. And when people said that and were like, didn't say who they were, I was like, can you help me out? Cause I don't know your face. Um, you know, mine, because I put it out there, you know? So, um, that was so much fun to me that I was like, I'm going to go in on this stream because I really liked doing it. And I really liked meeting people and, you know, them recognizing me coming up and us having leading to those conversations. Amazing. And that's when I Amazing. So, asked if you I know, could buy 40 boxes, but me personally, the, the first time both my wife, Chelsea and I came on, it was, I think it was a community break. Um, and Gary tweets, Gary texts, mm -hmm. Gary did everything to share to share your space, which is, I mean, a, a dream, I guess, for, for anyone, <laughs> like uh, probably a surreal moment. Uh, it, it went a little differently. Let's, 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 from your vantage point, from your vantage point, let, let's, let's dive into that moment real quick, because uh, it was, I think, defining in so many ways. And it really, I don't know, I think it was special. Yeah, so um, so prior to that, he had retweeted and put in the Discord the prior um, stream. I think the first one, it all started with the um, two Series 1 box breaks, I believe. I know he was like, I had done the bowling event with him at this point, so like there was a little bit of like... Um, you know, recognition of the catfish because he did the sketch, the Tomcat sketch for me and all that. So, you know, then I saw him at VCon where I showed him the Tomcat cat sketch and I had, and I was at the booth when he was there, when he bought all the stuff. Um, so at that end, he was at the spectacular, like I had enough interactions with him that he knew who I was and he knew I had a stream. So yep. then I think it was the series one box break with Polish who came to me and he tried to sell spots at VCon. It didn't sell out. I was like, hey, let me take a stab at it. Like, I'll try to sell it out for you. So I put it out there because I had, a, a, I was averaging maybe 20 to 30 viewers at this time. And I put it out there. Gary says, I'll take two. Sells out instantly. Big Dave hits me up on the side. He goes, if you have an additional 10 people on like that are hitting you up because it went wildfire for like two hours, um, let me know. And I did. Which on and June so 30th boxes right, out within an is hour, a, um, at, at and we're at June 30th, which is an absolute bargain. If, if you so saw three. <laughs> that, right. What's that? 
Oh, well, this is what, like, this was the first one. So one, a guy did it at VCon. I said, I'm in. And then it happened and I wasn't in. I was like, what the fuck? But, um, you know, so that's where I kind of came up. But, like, I was like, let's do the randomized spots. Because the one at VCon was you sell the 10 spots, all cards would be revealed. And then the randomizer gave a draft order. And then so all the cards were visible and whoever had spot number one would pick a card that they wanted the most. So if you were 10th, you were in the, you got last choice, whatever scraps were left over. I was like, I don't like that. Let's make, let's stretch it out. If it's going to be on stream, let's make a couple layers of suspense. So we'll do the spots, but that's the card you get in that spot. So, you know, I came up with that um, with, with Polish and we like ran through and Dave, we like ran through how it's going to work. It's the first time I did marbles. So because Gary was involved, he retweeted it. And that was when he videoed himself watching me on his big screen in his office with all the V friend with rips and Andy and all the V friends guys. And that was huge. I think this is June 4th. For, it this was is the June next 4th. one that you're talking about where I was doing a community box break or battle June 4th. Okay. So June 4th. So I already had like the retweet goes to 300 viewers drops off immediately when people see that he's not on it, that type of thing. Um, Cause that's what happens. He puts it out. He doesn't say I'm on here. or I am not on here. So people all click and think they're going to see him. They may see my ugly face and they're like, I'm out. Right. So I'm in the middle. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm streaming. Right. And Chelsea bought the very first spot of a box community box battle, which was a new concept. I came out, I magically, allegedly got this battle mat from VCon. Don't know how it got here. Definitely didn't make the trip back with me in my pocket from, from VCon into my hotel, into my, it didn't happen. So, um, she was the first one to buy and then someone else bought the other side. And I'm, I was like creating the rules, thinking about how do I do it? And so the retweet happens. Well, that already happened last time. He's not involved in tonight, so I don't expect, I just think he's supporting, right? I see the viewer count going up, and then someone goes, he's in the chat. And I was like, no, he's not. And then the text, the Discord, the retweet, and I see it go to 700 people. I, uh, oh, yeah. In, the, in, the, in here. And I'm like, in the middle of going over the rules, though, right? So I got, <laughs> I got you and Chelsea looking at me. Uh, I got Tim, Vectorbot Tim, who just pulled a uh, one. Uh, so I'm sorry for, for that. I know who it is. I just can't think of it right now because, you know, there's... I think she so went against then. Carl in the I know second. Carl and it, it's... I don't know. Joe Animal, I think, was on the was the second battle of the night. But anyway, so... Okay. So I'm in the middle of explaining these rules. And that's when he jumps in the chat and it goes wild. And I got... All these people looking at me, right? My phone's blown up with texts. My Twitter's blown up with DMs. My Discord's blown up with DMs. And then the chat, when there's, if you've ever streamed and been on it, you have, it'll only show you a certain amount of comments, like the recent comments. They're fucking flying. I can't see it, right? And I'm trying to, I'm still in the middle of these rules that I'm trying to get right because you guys spent money on boxes. This is the first time I sold boxes on stream either. 
So I'm like, I got to deliver for you guys. So I'm trying to minimize dead air and all of this stuff. It's not interesting to watch me read comments and in quiet, right? So it's very, a lot of stimulation happening. And from the first moment he said, I want you to give you, give the history. I didn't know he, I can't, I don't want to read my texts on stream. I don't want to read DMs on stream. So I didn't know that he was asking for, to give a history of cards. He actually said, if you want to learn the history of cards, come in here. That was like the text or I think something like that. And then he comes in the chat and just says it, but I don't see that comment. I didn't even believe that he was in here and they're flying. So I'm like, uh, okay. And, and then, so I'm like, I'm just going to continue. Cause I just think like he promoted it and you know, I'm going through the battle. I'm halfway through the rules. So let me continue. Times, the rule. I think. And then I, I just, I catch some of the, the things or someone said, or Lee called me, right. That is like, yeah, that was another thing. I have calls going on and I'm like putting it on. I'm trying to be funny, but also like, I have no idea what's going on. He was asking me to do a history lesson. I didn't see that until like 10 minutes after the first one. So from the first to 10 minutes to where I actually understood the assignment, there was 10 minutes where everyone was just calling me a fucking idiot. You know, you're failing, you're fumbling, you're whatever. So in the moment, I'm like, okay, all right. And then Lee calling like actually really did help. So shout out to Lee because it kind of like reset like I stopped with the rules there and I understood what was going on. And I'm like, okay, put on the spot. Let's do it. And I didn't know everything about the card. So I started rattling off to the best of my ability. I went on a rant. Um, and that's when things started picking up. I saw some positive comments for the first time. Once I actually started getting in the zone of like explaining it, like he picked up the fumble and all this stuff. Right. And, and so it's, you know, I'm sweating and I'm like hyperventilating, but I want to keep going. So that's, you know, in a long winded answer of your short question, that's kind of what happened that night. And, you know, it was, you know, the most viewed, the most, <laughs> I, I just, you know, it was overwhelming people. The amount of support I got afterwards saying like, Gary was bullying you. That was wrong of him. You know, um, I didn't like that. You were put on the spot because if he gave me a 30 second notice, sure. Not that he could while on stream, but like, Hey, I'm going to ask you to go through the, the history of V friend. I would have crushed an explanation. I really would have, but I didn't know he was asking until 10 minutes later. So, um, but I got a lot of support and, and people were like, I don't know how you handled that. You know, I would have cried and, and I was like, listen, I get it. I was not thrilled on stream and the rest of the stream, you know, when someone who your whole stream is revolving around is calling you, you know, you blew it, you, you know, all time fail. And it's just like, it was, I had an opportunity. I, blew, I didn't even know I had the opportunity and that's the problem. Right. Cause I really think I could have done well. And, um, yeah, but, um, you know, I, I stayed on for five hours that night and it wasn't until like hour four to five where it was one to two in the morning. There was like 10 people still in the stream. I, that's when I went back and actually went through the, the comments and saw them all. And I was like, wow. Like, cause you know, RJ was there. Shout out to RJ. Like he was like, yeah, you, you know, go look at this. This is what he said at this time and all. So I went back and looked and I was like, all right, then I went to sleep, woke up and I was like, 
I'm not offended because it's very hard to offend me. I grew up with like the ball busting family, the ball busting crew in high school and college. So I can take ball busting. I was like, let me turn this into an opportunity. And that's when I did that video, which I think is still my favorite one that I've ever it done, was, which it was, was incredibly like the fake well out on sad. Uh, and, and then, I'm, but I'm it was just that like all these hateful comments and it was all just Gary's comments, you know? And yeah, and I, I had never done a video. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I had never done a video. Ron, my good friend, Ron Jordan, um, who is brilliant. And he, he called me that day. I was like, you know, let's, uh, uh, here's a thought I'm having. I wish I was good at like making content or videos because I think this would be funny. And he was like, you have to do it. I'll teach you. Like, and he sent me a video of like how to go on TikTok and how to do the green screen and all this stuff. So I spent like two and a half hours on that video, like clip. I had to find the comments in the video of a five hour stream, snip them, copy and paste, get them on my phone somehow, do the green screen, and then just come up with what I'm actually going to say. And then I'm like, the all time fumble. How could someone say this? when this exists. And then I flipped the switch and did the butt fumble. And then, you know, when I'm just fucking around, you know, I, I wanted to turn it into a positive note so that, um, people handle that. Um, and to be honest, Gary is a very compassionate and empathetic person. Everything he preaches when he talks to you and you're telling him that he changed your life, he looks you in the eye. He doesn't look past you. Um, you're frozen, by the way. I don't know if you're still hearing me, but, um, he doesn't look past you. I'm just going to keep going. Even if this doesn't record, he, he literally like zones in and, and, um, you know, I was like, that's totally. what he does and, to but everyone. it wasn't that he apparent his, in the moment. Lost the balls of his friends and people that he knows can handle it. And so to be honest, I, I knew that that was the case. I didn't feel bullied. I felt like, almost honored that he would break my balls. You know what I mean? So I lost you. All right. Um, hopefully it's still recording. Uh, so I just, I, I turned it into, I tried to turn it into an opportunity where I felt like I can maybe make something positive out of something that people viewed so negatively. Um, don't know what happened to, uh, to Robbie or, It still says recording. So, I mean, I'm happy to keep going. So that night was, was a blast. Uh, it was overwhelming for sure. I didn't love the feeling. I wasn't like ecstatic during it, but I feel like I turned it into something positive afterwards with the content video. And I think that really put, you know, launched the stream into like mainstream V friends. I just kept going while you were gone. I don't know if it's uh, right. that's stand. never happened before. I'm like, hopefully it's still recording. And, you know, in the chance that it is, I'm going to keep going so that it's not, you know, a broken story. But, you know, took something that a lot of people viewed as negative. I had so many DMs of how they did not like how Gary talked to me. It's bullying. And then I'm like, guys, no, it wasn't. I, he did it to me because he knew I could handle it. I'm almost flattered that he thought I was you know, in his circle enough that he could break balls. Cause that's what he does to his friends. A hundred percent. And, but there was, it was so out of left field and it happened so quickly, even in my own house, I was like, like what just happened? 
What did yeah, you like there was a little bit of that, and I'm like, no, no. Right. But so it was it, it was just a, a huge dream. Little did we know that the next night uh, we would have something. Even, I mean, in my eyes, I, I just the emotion of it all when Gary returns um, for the the Addison stream. And I'm just going to read a tweet. Um, you tweeted on on June seventh. You said, uh, June 7th, 2023, last night was one of the most fun nights I've ever had. Education, suspense, negotiation, last heartbreak, alpha community. If you missed Gary V face melting negotiation with, uh, at essentially Addison, who is the motherfucking champ of you all V friends. Um, so the, the context of this and I'll, I'll, I'll start it and you, you finish it. Um, so I, I guess Addison, you know, box breaking is becoming a huge thing. Addison for a while was at two boxes and he wanted to break them with Gary, I believe at VaynerMedia and that, that didn't happen. So he's breaking them on, on your stream or was planning to break one, I guess. And I'll let you take the story from there. Sure. So yeah, he hit me up and was like, listen, it's not going to happen there. So I think I want to break one on your stream, one on Josh's stream. You know, keep it fair. I love both of you. And I'm like, no question. Of course. Come on. Um, so I, you know, I was excited for that because it wasn't a box spot break. It was just him going to be opening it up. By the way, I will say, Gary, this is like, again, anyone who knows or follows him. Yes, you could, if you just saw that out of context, he was being a dick. No question. Um, but... I put out that video. He clearly didn't watch it. I wish he did because I think he would have found it funny. Um, for such a content guy, it was like, to me, that's still my favorite video that I of content I put out. And, you know, I think he would have liked it. But he DM'd me personally and said, like, brother, I'm so sorry if my joke didn't land. Like, I'm crushed by this. You know, I'm so, and I'm like, dude, watch the video. I gave it right back to you, like, but for Mona, he was like, thank you, God. I'm so happy. Um, great job. Like all of that. So, you know, and then he did like put it out in a comment under it saying sorry as well. You know, so he, he, I felt the genuine um, response was that he, he was sad when he thought he offended me, especially thinking, you know, that I could handle it and then thinking that I couldn't. Um you know, and I was like, dude, please watch the video. I, I, you know, I know Rip saw it and he, he even said it was like, this is an all-time video, which is the play on the all-time fumble. So um, hopefully it made its way to him um, so that he knows exactly what happened. But okay, back to Addison. So he wanted to break it. He had two. He put in bids on two on eBay, both accepted. He did not expect that. So he was with two. He's like, screw it. I'm going to keep them both. And he was trying to turn it into an opportunity. He's opening the box. Gary's in the chat again because he's on a flight. And so he's talking and, you know, it's just, you know, Gary at this point doesn't know that he has a second box. So he's opening it. It's not the best box. So it was like a little bit of like a letdown. We hoped for a huge thing. And Gary's like, open the second one. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm going to save it for Josh. And he goes, do it right now. And, uh, and I'm just sitting back loving it. Right. Cause they're two going back and forth. And then he goes, I'll buy it from you right now. 
you open it and then just send me the cards. You know, he said you can even come to Vayner to give me the cards yep. personally. To me, like, that's what you've been wanting to do, right? So then he goes, how much? And he says, 5500 And I'm like, dude, at the time, like, right now, that's market. Like, at the time, they were going for mid-fours. So this is like $1,000. And it was, he bought them for under four, like maybe thirty nine fifty or something like that. So this is like a $1,500 instant profit. He still gets to open them. And then he gets to go to VaynerMedia to bring it, right? So I'm like... Everyone gives me shit because they say I talked him out of selling it. I, I doubt I wanted him to get, I wanted to see him play it out. I, 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 I think the first thing I said, I never, I've never watched, rewatched the video, but I'm like, that's a really good price. Just so you know, he was adamant. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. Gary ups it to 57.50, right? I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, but if he's going to go up 250 bucks, isn't going to make a break. If you want six grand, ask for it. He'll probably do it. That's what I get clipped for, right? <laughs> and so he says it, and Gary goes, if you say six, I'm going to 5,600. I don't know if he didn't see it or was like, I'm going to hold strong. He tried to out-Gary Gary, and you can't. So he said six, it went to 56. And I'm like, that's when I'm like, dude, like, it seems like this is going to be the trend now. Don't, you know? And then Gary started going in on him, right? Like, don't, don't mess this up or don't, you know, don't fumble it. If you need to go, by the way, I, you know, you, you, I have time, so I'm happy to keep Oh, going. no, I, I, I'm, I'm just kind of reliving it. Um, but I, I do have to say, if you're listening to this now, you, you have to go back to, and I'll find the clip too, and I'll, I'll put it in, in the links. It, it was such a, it was such a, an interaction. It was such a, an amazing discourse and education because it was a masterclass in negotiation uh with with just text um but it, it was it was unbelievable content and to for, for me as a viewer and i know a lot of people felt this way it, it taught like how could you top gary coming in and just giving you shit and here it is like the next night or maybe it was two nights um yeah. Like how is how is this top? Like it was like I don't know what I had to do that night, but it didn't get done because like I wasn't leaving that stream. Yeah, was, not... <laughs> like forget the cards. Like this is entertainment at its oh, finest. It was it was so much fun, and and I'm sitting back and I'm like, now I'm like, this is too much money for me to like try to sway anything, right? But then I I jumped in when it was like the deal was gone because then once he went down to like low fives. Addison's like, well, 55. And I told him, like, he's going lower and hoping you'll just go, fine. Uh, you know, he'll go to 51 and you're going to be like, fine, I'll do it for 55 when you could add 57. And he knows he, he got you then. So then he does say it and he goes, no, that's, that's ancient history. We're done. And if you don't do, take 51. And if you're Addison in that, you're like, all you're thinking about is I, I had 650 extra dollars and yeah. now I'm at 51. Instead of, I'm still up 1200 bucks. you're thinking about what you could have had three minutes prior. So he's now, okay, $5,500, i will do it. And Gary's like, nope, 51 And he's like, listen, 5300 you know, I don't remember the whole back and forth. And he just kept going down. And then Gary was at forty-nine or 4500 And I go, Addison, you know what the best thing to do right now is to... Open that box, 
pull some fucking heat and just shove it in Gary's face. Fist it. And I was drunk at this point, right? Because I'm having a blast. And, and that's when I said, like, you know, just fist him with the good card that you... I'm sorry if this is, like, family program, But, like, like oh, you no. know, shoving up his ass, all this stuff, right? And that's where Gary puts, fist me, please. It's, <laughs> like, my favorite comment. People clipped it. Um, and, and so this guy, like, I, I guess I kind of convinced him to open his box, right? So I... And, you know, sorry, Josh, because that was a, a V1 box. But, you know what? He's gotten about 10 in my absence. So I don't feel bad anymore, but I, uh, he opens it and I wanted, so the only way the night goes better is if he pulled something extravagant to actually been like, this is now worth more than what you offered me at the top. And unfortunately it was another like mediocre box. And that just gave Gary more ammo to just be like, I'm so glad I didn't buy this, like, shit box, shit character. He's shitting on his own projects cards. It was, it was amazing. Knife. Um, and I, I think, in my eyes, a couple things happened here. Well, first of all, the the fumble helmet went from you. You passed it to Aston yeah. oh, as, yeah. as the biggest well, fumbler. That was me second an opportunity. <laughs> the, the second, it for people paying attention, it was like, okay, like, he came in, he shit on Tom, like, he has this kind of persona that we, we kind of uh, coined in the chat as like Twitch Gary. Like this is just who he's going to be in this card world on this platform, uh, which is amazing. And I think me and many other people are here for it. And I know it m matches your energy too, yeah. because even like when he ca came back that second night, you were giving it right back to him with yes. your old homies. So oh, yeah. it, it just made for an amazing entertainment, great dynamic and kind of like an escape from everything other, you know, the, the kindness and positivity and just kind of like that, like not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's why we're all here in many ways, but, uh, to have this cool, just outlet where we can experience that side of him and, and other people was phenomenal. So, um, am amazing stream. Uh, and I, I think I pulled in another quote, uh, Durov, uh, I don't know how, if my I'm boy, butchering Drew, My boy, Drew said, if you missed the stream, you missed out on the best night ever. Had everything, a masterclass on negotiation, trash talk, and everything in between, I died. Uh, and, and there was an, another epic box break after that. Like, it went on for hours and hours. Rips comes on. Uh, so, you know, throughout the days, you're totally building momentum. You know, Rips is coming on. Andy's coming on. Uh, they put you in the first ever uh, segment of Beyond, Behind the PFP, on the official Geek Friends site. Uh, June 9th, Andy... Cranac tweets out, um, shout out to Teacher for being the first ever VFriends community member to be featured on behind that PFP. Excited to build this out further. So like right away, you're like just one of those voices, one of those people that now has a microphone and you're one of the faces of this, this, this uh, torpedo of, of attention and entertainment and fun on, on this cards, cardboard summer. Like, are you able, were you able to, and you were like almost going on every night at this point, if, and if, if it wasn't you, it was Josh, mm -hmm. are you internalizing this or are you just, are you just having fun with everyone else? Like, where are you mentally went while all this is happening? So I, I'm just having fun, right? Like I, the streams, I never thought it would be, I mean, that to date still is my favorite. I never had, I've, I've had fire like cards pulled and, and had 
awesome guests and all. But as far as like fun, because I, because of what happened prior, and this time I'm cool as a cute, like the video did really well of, you know, the negative comment video. Um, still, it's probably my most viral tweet is that, that video. Um, and then, you know, I was happy to be able to have that banter because it wasn't at me. And I seized that opportunity to pass that fumble mantle on. Um, I jumped all over that. But then I'm like, Gary's like, fine, I'm out of here. I'm like, fuck him, Addison. Like, go ahead, Gary. Your flight is descending. Put your trade table up. Get out of here. We don't want you here anymore. <laughs> you know, like, just an opportunity to, like, give it back. And I think he, I, I don't know this because it's not like we talk, but I think he loved it. You know, like, he, just knowing his personality, I think he appreciates it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was honored to ask. I was on a hoarding job when I got the DM, which was Thursday, the day before the behind the PFP thing, they, they said, Hey, we're, we're doing this new segment. If you get us this information in the next like two hours, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll put you on for tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. So I like filled out the form that they sent me, um, got it done. Um, you know, was that a hoarding job? And then, yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I do it because it's fun. I, I like, I, it giving me energy. It's made me more creative than I ever have been in my entire life. You know, I've always been like, Oh, if I did this, if, if I was someone who made videos, this would be a funny content. Cause I, I, you know, you know, I have that bone when I'm with people that I'm comfortable with, I can make jokes rim and like come up with funny things and all that, but I'm not a, let me film this and put it on because I, you know, maybe self-conscious or, or, you know, don't think I'm interesting and then, you know, get the negative comment. But, you know, at this point I was, the cards were the entertainment. That was always the thought. It, it's not me. I'll just be, try to be funny with people now that I'm comfortable with. So I, I do it just because it's fun. It was never like, what can I turn this into? I have a business that I want to eventually pitch. You know, people have said, like, how are you going to monetize? And I'm like, I, I don't even, I never ask for subs, right? I'll tell people what they give and how they do it. But a subscription on the, I don't ask people to do it, but people are doing it because they're awesome and it's a fun time. So um, I, I'm just like, to use Gary's terms of jab, 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 right hook, which I just read, by the way, for the first time while in Aruba. Um, I'm still in the jab phase because I'm just doing it because it's fun, you know, um, that's really it. Uh, you, you know, I, my wife sees it. I mean, I come to, I, I sleep a lot less. I'm way more busy, but like while I'm driving, I'll come up with the idea. Like yesterday when I did the Ben kind, I, I, with the glasses and the, 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 you know, the tattoo sleep, I had that idea yesterday morning, two days ago morning. And I was like, I need to get this overnighted from Amazon now and it came in at like 5 p.m and i threw that together in like 45 minutes um so you know i've never been more created creative before or done thinking i've never made videos before so it, it's really pushed me to be a better you know um learner and, and you know student um so yeah i mean it, it's it's, it was an honor and I just enjoy, I love that people are having fun with it because I'm having fun with it. So, um, if people are enjoying it, I will keep doing it. Um, I, well, yes. And I, I June 11th, you tweeted, seeing the view count of the last few streams with me, Florida, I had no idea it would be watched as much till today. People are enjoying it. And I think regardless of what happens, regardless if, if this is 
this cardboard summer thing comes and goes. I think and we could speak on <laughs> we could we could speak on on the cards. I mean, I'm, I'm you know Gary said the he envisions of being it like for uh, kids and and young people to be onboarded to these characters and this ecosystem with something that they're very familiar with collectibles and cards, which makes a ton of sense. I think it's going to be one, I think it's going to be one of the, the big pillars that, that does that. But re- regardless of what happens with this now, I think to uh, foster an environment where the community could come so often and, and just depend on seeing people that they're friendly with the building relationships. Um, you know, it's such a comforting thing and you're doing things like, you know, um, you know, having different guests on now and hearing different stories, whether it's, um, and businesses, like you had Joe on and sharing her business, uh, recently. So like, it's, it's very, very like heartwarming to see and very exciting to see that, you know, anything that stems from this community. So, uh, it's just funny what the cards have, have done. So, um, the other thing I want to say is, you know, your rivalry, speaking of content, your quote unquote rivalry with, with the brave bison, Josh courage, that has been super fun. And, you know, I think of it as like a, a Leno Letterman thing. Um, you guys are very different. You have very different personalities, very different way of, of executing. And you just feed into that. Uh, I would just love for you to speak on your rivalry. <laughs> yeah, um, Josh is uh, my stream brother, man. Uh, we talk every day. We've already texted today. Um, we come up with ideas. Sometimes we let each other know we're going to, you know, do something. We always talk about coordination because what we don't want to do, at least for now, until the, you know, if ever, our streams can support by themselves um, and not because, like, we don't want to split the, 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 the crew, right? So, um, even Christian, like his awesome 30 card break, 30 box break, you know, we never want to step on each other's toes and, and maybe prohibit anyone's, you know, um, growth, you know, uh, uh, leading up to my trip, which is probably the worst thing you can do when you're catching fire, um, is go away for 10 nights. And it's like, fuck, I, I re- you know, I booked that, you know, seven, eight months ago before I ever, you know, uh, thought about a stream. So, you know, uh, and it was a 10 year anniversary trip. So, you know, Josh leading up to it, I'm like, I'm going to be off for 10 nights. Josh was cool with it. He had some, you know, obligations. He went camping and stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to go on as much as I can. And then Friday, and we did some things together. Friday was the four series one box break with Ross and rips. And Josh was the co-host. We did Cohen's break together that started off that week prior on the Sunday where we both were co-hosting, um, on Cohen stream. So, you know, we both kind of got our face time out there and then, um, and then I went away and he streamed a ton while I'm away as he should have. And he's, he's done extremely well. So the rivalry is because we know people love it and we like breaking each other's ball, you know, like that's, that's what I'm like. And he, he's, you know, he's crushing it for someone who I make fun of, of the Wi-Fi and the audio issues and the tech issues. He puts out fucking funny videos. Like he's, he learned how to do videos and I'm asking him, how do I do, what, what program do you use to like, he does his, um, his health and fitness content now, which I love. I think it's great. And it has like the, the, the words come up and, and 
I'm like, what, what do you use for that? Because, uh, you know, that's a good one because not everyone wants to click and listen to the video. They want to see, you know, if they can read it, they won't have to. Um, you know, so he'll tell me that then he was like, earlier on before he made Twitch affiliate, I had made it like a week or two prior. He's like, how do I get an emoji on? And I'm like, here, do this. You know, the rips one, like I found that picture and I sent it to him. I'm like, this would be hilarious as an emoji. You should do that. And he was like, done. Um, cause I had done Corso. I didn't want to do like sure. I love that. employees. Um, so anyway, it's, you know, it's, so much fun it we challenge each other to to get better and i think we are like his last one of him like talking to himself with the hat on versus not the hat on about my tells in a box battle where like the wound the hat is like you know it's all random right and he goes no 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 he looks so like it was fucking it was hilarious and i you know i feed off of that and then that's when i'm like i'm gonna do a rocky video because i had the idea of like what do i do now and be, luckily i had two battles coming up and I can talk, I can incorporate it for both and, and build hype. And I have ideas about what else I want to do for it. So, you know, um, you know, Josh and I are, are original, like compete and collect card in that original chat with like nine people, 10 people in it. Um, so we, we predate even the stream of, uh, you, you know, the streams to, uh, so our friendship predates that. So it's not an actual rivalry, but we like to hype it up as one. I, I love it. I, I'm Of course, I'm here for it. But it's just what you guys have created. And I know I, I just said a, a different version of this, but it's just it's amazing to have like spaces are one thing, but spaces even so you, you have conversation and people coming in and fudding and, and talking. You know, there's still a lot of financial stress and, and variables that go into that and people have their own baggage for whatever, uh, when you have spaces or, or, mm -hmm. you know, discord chats, what you guys are creating is I, I feel like a hundred percent fun, a hundred percent entertainment that people need, um, not even just want, like a lot of people really do need it. And I think that's a, a huge component of, of what you, why you guys are getting so popular. Um, obviously you're doing a fantastic job. I, I don't think I've seen a piece of content that, that missed. Um, <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's that good. It's that engaging, but the, the community that you're fostering this micro community within this larger community that you're fostering, I think is fantastic and needed. And, um, it, it's such an interesting spot. And, you know, all of the, the conversations I have here are, are mostly evergreen. You know, we've been talking about a lot of specific current events, but I think, whatever happens this moment of time of, of having these, um, you know, environments and what you're doing, I think is, is important. If it's not through cards, it's, it's something else. So uh, I, I think it's super awesome. You know, it's just, you know, post econ to have this, these kind of experiences and still keep close knit, um, you know, relationships. And I didn't even like, I didn't know you or Josh before, yeah. Um, so this is, it's just been super cool and it's what V friends is all about. Do I agree. You... I mean, I, I can say that there's really never negativity in, in the chat and I do love that in, it's probably cause we're still so small and, you know, um, you know, in spaces it's way more viewable in public. Um, and we haven't had enough people come in and like disagree, like the, as, as heated as it gets is when someone talks PSA versus CGC. And because I have, again, overplayed it for entertainment purposes, 
of being an outspoken CGC fan. Um, you know, even last night, I'm like, come on, debate me. Like, I, I pretend to be, and that's as hostile as it gets, even though it's, I'm always just having fun. I don't, and I always have to say, like, I don't tell anyone what they should do. Like, that's not what I'm here for. I'm going to tell you why I like it, and I want to know why, genuinely, you like that. And, and it's that type of thing. So, um, and if there was any negativity, I, you know, they would get the big old boot and my wrath of how I, because I can, I can dish it really well, but, you know, like I did with Gary when I'm like, get out of here and all that, but when, and I would do it for real, um, you know, so I'm just happy that it's, it's such a positive place. You know, we're back to like, without a Gary retweet, we're still at like 30 to 40 people. I, and I'm, I love it. It's just so much fun. And everyone gives me energy by doing it. And, you know, the polls are genuine excitement. So, um, last year at VCon, original VCon, you know, there was a high for like a month that faded. And this year, yep. I feel like this does help extend that high. And I really hope card summer doesn't end at, at, um, national, like that is some thoughts there and all that, but I hope to keep doing it. I need, I'm low on boxes, you know, mm. um, I, I, and I might need to start scrambling on eBay again. But I hope to continue that high year round. And but I, I've, me and Josh have talked. Like, what are we going to do when boxes become more scarce? And you know, when these, you know, people aren't as interested, and we see our forty viewers go down to like fifteen. Like, what are we going to do to just do it? And it's like I'm just having fun. Like, this isn't an income based thing where you know if it drops to fifteen people, I'm screwed. You know, we both have our own businesses, but we'll, you know, he's a health and fitness guy. I. The first thing I said on here was like, I love talking about business and like getting for someone who wants to leave a bit like is meant to and feels they were meant to do something more than sit in a cube for, you know, eight hours a day, but is just worried because it's overwhelming and all that. Cool. Let me make it more accessible because I was you five years ago and, you know, I did it and I was the least likely person. My mom was like, what the hell are you doing? The only like you like, um, you know, unanimous person that was like, you need to do this for yourself and for is my wife. You know, um, everyone else is like, what the hell? You have a comfortable, like high paying job. What are you doing? I'm like, but I'm miserable. So what good is it? You know? Um, and it was the best decision I made. So I want other people to feel like it's accessible. So that's, you know, it, it, I, that's why I'm incorporating more conversations like with Joe and with Ron and, and, um, Tim, and I wanted to do it. I was thinking I would do a podcast and I enjoy streaming a lot more um, at this point. And I want to continue to do it. And like I said, if people continue to watch, I will do it for as long as people let me. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not, not to really beat the, the horse of this, this late night talk show host thing, but like, you get into a rhythm of hearing someone's voice and, and getting that energy and just becomes part of your routine. Like in my house, like when there wasn't a stream, it was like, like, what are we going to do? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. like, Tom's, like Tom's not on. Um, Josh isn't on. Like how are we, yeah, like, we're yeah. just kind of lost. So um, yeah, no, I, I think on behalf of everyone, definitely keep it up. A um, couple more questions before we hit the, the last quick segment. What, you know, there, there's so much generosity, as you said, it's a hundred percent positivity, so much generosity, giveaways. 
who is, is someone and, and these people, they're all over the community and they're usually the most humble, want to stay quiet about what they're doing. But who is someone that you think should um, be outed as as a super generous person that that should get some roses based on what you've seen? And you've been interacting with a lot of people, both, you know, in the chat, on the streams and behind. Like, who, who can you out right now? As That is a very good question and a hard one because there's not just one. Um, right off the top of my head, and I'm going to offend people, right? Because if I leave them off, but IJ Rob is now a considered close friend. AT, um, I think his name's Andrew Thomas, which is like terrible that I don't even know. But AT is like, I text with him. I text with Jay. Um, both of them are super generous. They're, they're, you know, they're not as in the public. People know who they are. AT's been on the stream. He's done his own stream. I think he, he's going to start his own thing. Me and him have an idea that I think will be extremely great that I hope to do tonight after the big, big box break tonight. Um, AT for sure. Um, Jay, uh, Dave. Big Dave is a, is a very generous guy with his time. Um, he's a big collector behind the scenes. He's... You know, he, he, he'll send me like card, you know, uh, mail day. Um, he's great. Uh, so, you know, but, but what is that early on? He like just volunteered. Now he's a mod, but he was like volunteer his time to talk, make sure people were safe with their ledgers and all that stuff. So it's become a meme where it's like, ask me about your hardware wallet guy, but what a generous guy he is. Um, <sighs> on the spot, you know, it, it, those are the three that top of mind co come, you know, there's, there's so many more. I, I know Tim, I mean, you're saying like behind the scenes. So like Vectorbot Tim is an extremely generous guy. So everyone knows that Josh is a very generous guy. Everyone knows that. So, um, Christian, Christian's another one. He's out there, but you know, he'll pop in or text me or DM me and be like, Hey, uh, offer out a, a rare, I, I'll give it away. And like has to mail it to like Europe because that's the person who won. Right. And he's like, shit, like we give it away hoping that, that mail, that, that shipping's going to be like four bucks. Um, so uh, for sure, the, you know, I'm forgetting a ton of people, but um, those are the ones that I interact with the most that I feel like deserve recognition that, um, that aren't on. I mean, like, again, I gave a shout out to Lee. Lee is very, um, yeah. Overly, like, she shares, he, he, you know, he'll help. I go, hey, what's this worth? What's that worth? And he's like a computer brain. He knows it all. Yep. And he goes, here's what I would give. But, you know, you got to add 20% because I always got to get a deal. So he's he's an awesome person to um, to talk with as well. So, um, so many. I'm sorry I forgot. No, that, that, was, that was great. Uh, and there are so many. It's a very unfair question. Um, and you have a very firm grasp of, of most of the characters, I would think. Which mm -hmm. character do you think you need to spend more time with? I need to spend more time with? Wow, that's another load. Because I was going to say, why, you know, um, which one do I associate? That's an easy question. It's the catfish. Um, and I think I've gone into the story, like, for what I do and the reason I do the business I do, I have to have a lot of compassion. That's why I adore the catfish. Um, plus, I'm a big fisherman, so, you know, it, it just fit. I've always been attracted to, um, you know, sea life. Um, I, I'll give one of the, the patient characters, um, and it's not because they're, they're obviously massive characters, the pig and panda. 
Uh, the reason that I want to spend more time with it is because I am a very impatient person. It is a big flaw of mine that um, that leads to situations where I, you know, where I, I have a lot of ideas and, and drive to do things. And it's like, but I have to wait till later to do it. I have to wait till the kids are asleep. I have to wait for this. And I just like, sometimes it drives me nuts and, and I get lost in stuff that I, and, and neglect other things because I can't wait. So that's something I need to work on. If that's what your question is, um, it's 100% the, the attribute that I wish I had, I, I was better at. I love that. Um, before we head to our last quick segment, I just want to thank you, uh, thank you again, Tom, uh, for coming on. I'm, I'm looking at the time here and it's just flown by, but uh, yeah. you know, I, I really appreciate it. And you know, you are, uh, the more I get exposed to you and listen to you, like, um, you just feel like a, a dude. I just hang out with all the time, regardless of the situation. So, um, love what you're doing. Do not stop the content. Do not stop the streams. Um, I, th I think you are, uh, you got a lot of fans out there and a lot of people out there that don't know that they're going to be fans yet, but they're, they're coming. Um, Thank you. So appreciate, appreciate this time. Uh, so the, the last segment I, I call micro macro spitfire. So I'm going to fire off a lot of questions. You can get super general. Yes, no one word answers in the macro, or you can get your microscope out and explain and elaborate as much as you want. Okay. And right. I'm just before you jump into that, I have a segment after this. Okay. Here we go. If someone is just getting into V friends right now for the first time, who do they need to follow? Uh, if they're gonna, uh, they need to follow into V friends, NFTs, obviously you want to follow Gary. Um, if it's collectible wise, you want to follow rips. Uh, Andy's another good person. You want to follow obviously the official accounts, Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy was the, always the number one answer for everything. I think Jeremy's, um, you know, gap that he left, the hole he left behind. I'm not, I know I'm supposed to go rapid fire, but um, I'm, I, it is a good question. Um, the hole he has left um, has been filled by several people. And, you know, Mohit is another very one. Actually, Mohit uh, has his own Discord channel. He has a podcast that goes through everything. Um, he's, a, he's a great resource, and he's obviously a NFT VFriends whale. So, um he gives discounts and he's a great guy. He also has a telegram that you should um, join if you're interested in buying. Um, uh, Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy is still a great person to follow. Follow me, follow Josh, um, follow Rob. If a brand influencer person um, was out there and you found out that they were creating an NFT, creating a, a digital token, who would it be for you to drop everything you're doing and go and grab a whole bunch? That's tough. Okay. Um, cause I've never been someone that like would get starstruck or like I am a big follower or whatever. Um, uh, so <laughs> I don't have a very good answer that it's going to sound so silly. So it, there's very few people that I would be like starstruck to meet Um, because it's just like they're humans. Someone who's had a massive influence on me uh, is, is, um, well, it's really the Rocky character. So like Stallone is a big, uh, I also think he is an extremely interesting person off outside of his, like, you know, cheesy action movies that I adore, um, all the way up to like his drama stuff. So, I, I mean, but he wouldn't do what this is. So it's really hard to say, um, 
Jeremy. <laughs> if Jeremy put out something, and he did, and I did buy his NFT. So, uh, like, I don't, like, a musician. You know what? Actually, um, I like Kevin Smith. Uh, he was at VCon, uh, the first VCon. I did, it was one of the panels I really wanted to watch. I'm a fan of his movies. And he had, like, a thing where he was going to do a movie funded by NFTs, which I think is a great idea to not get studio influence, because I feel like that is what makes all the negative things about a true creator um, that, you know, a visionary, an artist that wants to create, and I'm not just talking about him, I'm talking about any sort of like director or musician, even though I'm not a music guy at all. Like I don't listen to music really ever, which is crazy, but I just, I don't, um, being able to do have full creative freedom and using NFTs to do that. Um, I would, I would absolutely buy something if it got me involved in a movie because I'm a movie junkie. I love it. Favorite teacher you've had growing up and one reason why? Um, I will say uh, it was a professor in college of sales. I went to school for um, pre-med and then quickly dropped out of pre-med and went into business. And I was wanted to be in marketing. I thought I was going to be, you know, creating graphics and stuff like that. And then I took a, a sales class. Fred Fusting was the professor and it was a sales class and I did very well and it unlocked something because I feel like I can speak very well and it led to a career in sales. Um, so that. The time machine tiny ogre can be traded for what down the road? A... Ooh, uh, it's a new character NFT of some sort. An epic tier one character or a one of one tier two character? A series one, say again, sorry. I was still going over the tiny ogre. I don't like my answer. Go ahead. <laughs> we can go back. <laughs> um, I, I was saying uh, an epic tier one character card <laughs> or a tier two one of one. Epic Series 1. Do you want to go back and re yeah, so, retract um, your original answer? Well, I don't have a better one. I just don't like that I don't have an answer because I, <laughs> I want to be able to say something. Um, you know, I, there was the thought you can't add new characters to Series 1, but the time machine does go back to the Series 1 mint date. And there's 15 tiny ogres and there's 15 new characters, right? 15 new characters. Yep. So the, to me, there was always like, there is an original drawing of the, um, the 15 characters that aren't out there. They exist. There's been like teases of them. It has something to do with that. It won't be an official part of the series one, but maybe you get the series one, the, the, the doodle as an NFT of that. And it's going to be maybe in a V friends mini drop and you get um, a series one style of the, of the new characters of series two. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, it'd be interesting if you had, if it was at its own small eruption and you had to get rid of your, I mean, that's that probably what it would be. You ha you'd have to be burning over. 100%. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. VCon 2024 will be in what city? Ooh, I will say that I, was the first, to my knowledge, to say Indianapolis, and I was right. Um, and it wasn't a guess. Um, there was a video where they blurred it. They um, beeped out the the city name, and I just thought his mouth said Indianapolis. Um, 
I can tell you that I hope it's in Florida. Um, but realistically, I think uh, Midwest makes most sense. It's the middle of a, um, and if it goes international, I think it's just going to go to Canada, which I'm in support of, maybe like Toronto. Uh, catchiest song that you're like most likely to be singing in the shower, Rare Robot, Rare Robot, Take a Step Back, or Humble Hummingbird by Josh Courage. Oh, that's great. I, I was hoping you didn't say Hummingbird so that I could say Hummingbird as if it wasn't an option. Um, I do find myself whistling it. That prick made a very catchy um, song. I wanted it to suck so bad, and it didn't. Um, I was, I'm going to go hummingbull, humming, Hummingbird. I don't know the words um, of the whole like, thing. I just whistle and, and do the, the, the last verse of hum, hum, humble, hummingbird. I love it. I was recorded unknowingly. Um, oh, I saw. Singing. Yeah, I saw. Um, I was added. <laughs> Gratitude Gorilla or Patient Pig? Um... Gratitude Gorilla. Rare Robot or the Harpic? Robot. Wine, beer, or coffee? Wine, beer, or coffee? Coffee. Would you rather have a, a two-hour group dinner with Gary, so let's say you and nine other people for two hours, or a 10-minute one-on-one? 10-minute one-on-one. And lastly, if, if Gary was here, he had to answer you truthfully. And you had one question, what would you ask? Why does the Series 2 catfish have eyebrows? <laughs> I love it. Tom, you are uh, a legend, and I'm so happy that um, I'm so happy it only took this long to, uh, to jam and to get to know you. And hopefully this is the, the first long conversation of many. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Um, I've said it before. You and Chelsea are two of like my uh, favorite new friends. Um, you guys are awesome. I love how involved you guys have got. It feels like you came out of nowhere and are now just like ingrained in my everyday when I see your posts and all that. So um, I'm so happy to have met you. I'm so glad you joined that night. I'm glad that you are were a part of my infamous night. If this is just a moment of time in my life, I will still be ecstatic at how much fun I'm having this summer. And it will be a highlight of my life, no matter what it turns into, whether it's something or nothing. Um, so, so thank you for being a part of it. And then um, why aren't you opening your last box on my stream? I, when you're we wrong. open. Okay. Before you answer that, you're wrong for <laughs> any answer other than I will, because here's the thing. Is it a, is it a cat box? I know it's not a cat box. You know no, it's, it's, it's a, not a cat box. It's, it's not going to go up in value. I don't care that it's pink. I'll give you every pink box, empty one I have. Um, What's the second one next to, to, to pink? Uh, the Phoenix. I mean, one. I mean, not, not next to the cat. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What's the uh, second rare? Well, one with the Phoenix, the ape, and the fox, I think. Okay. And then the web three and debut and all that shit. What's there's that? The fives, What's there's the, the fives. With What's the, the most rare? The most rare after the most rare after the the cat is the Phoenix ape one. I think. I think I'm not but sure. But there's a there's a tier with the fives, isn't there? As far as rarity, it, the fives mm -hmm. and the what's the the best that you could have out of the editions? The fives. The edition the cat. I, I'm, oh, I'm, it says the cat edition. 
Yeah, the black cat box is the rarest of all tiers. So there's pink, orange, and green in each. So green is the most common, pink is the most rare. But of each rarity color, the lucky edition black cat box. Got it. Is so the, the lucky rarest. edition. It's the only one I haven't opened. And I that's love that. why, because that is something that could be something down the line. Uh, to me, every other one is the same. Pink boxes, if you resold it, do sell for a little bit more. I don't know why people like to get it. I don't because the cards have no bearing on what the color of the box is. So they're co they're all common enough. And if you think you're going to like, it's going to be worth more. I think if you sold it right now, it would make sense so that you could turn that one pink box into two green boxes and get 26 packs instead of 13. That would make sense. A long-term hold. If it's not a cat, I don't think it's worth it. And I think you should rip it and get the cards and see what's in there. All right. Well, 10 boxes, and I was promised one would be on my stream, and I've had zero of your 10 boxes. Uh, we, will, we will rip it on your stream. We did it, Chels. We did it. <laughs> there it is. You got it. Um, you, you've given me two hours of your time. This is historical. This is the longest VFAM sessions uh, recorded one. Sorry. So. <laughs> no, no, this is fantastic. I can do this all day. You need day. a new shirt. You need I, a new shirt. I could yeah. do. Um, I could do four hours just on the how you go about sifting through everything at hoarders' houses and your process mm -hmm. for that. So believe me. Let's do it. Let's schedule nothing. another another session then. In the future. All right. Um, Amazing. You are very professional. You you did your research. You had the dates. You had the tweets. That is awesome. No one's ever had that before. So. Um, you're doing, this is, this was very, very enjoyable. Like, of course, of course, I'm, ha I'm happy to do it. This is, this is super fun for me to, uh, to document these, these moments in time and stories and, and people like yourself. So, um, yeah, till, till next time, thank you guys for listening. If you're, if you've gone this far, you, you have to, um, get into the, the Tom teacher collector's corner, um, and that's Twitch it. Channel. Yeah. Um, this is very much like my Twitch streams that go extremely way too long. <laughs> it's fitting. VFAM, thanks so much for listening to the end. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider uh, subscribing to it, writing a review, following us on Twitter, and subscribing on YouTube. Uh, your support means the world, and can't wait to see you at VCon.